You're listening to Law and Gospel on this, um, what what day is this? Oh, Thursday, Thursday, May the 19th in the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Pastor Tom Baker. I've been off the air for a little bit, but we're back on now. And with us is our good friend, Pastor Wes Reimnitz. Hi, Wes. Hi, it's good to know that I'm still your friend. Oh, I, you're always my friend because <laughs> you're the one that's going to help me through with today. Now, you found a very good article by Pastor Tour Roberts. I do not know him personally, but he offers five signs Christians are living an imbalanced life. And I, when I read that, you know, having been ill for a while, I thought maybe the first sign was really my problem. But what was the first sign? Well, his first sign was weariness, which, which, by the way, he has five here. But, you know, I've thought of five more, and there's probably many others that we can look at. But it's just these five that he looks at, and that first one is uh, worrisome. And uh, it's more than just being tired. Yes, what he says is that if you're weary, that's the difference between being tired. Because all of us get tired. We work all day. We get tired. We go to sleep. That's what your body is set up for. But weariness is different, he explained. Being tired can be fixed with a nap. But weariness cannot be resolved by sleeping because it stems from something more complex. And he summarizes an idea of what weariness is. How do you see, how does he say that? Well, being worried is not a physical exhaustion, but is a face focused issue that someone is worn out in body, mind, and spirit and soul. Yes. When you are weary, you are spiritually, emotionally, psychologically, and physically drained. And the cure for weariness goes much deeper. Now, how many times have you run into people in your congregations or that you're counseling that you recognize now had a problem of being weary, not just being sleepy? Has that ever yeah, happened? Yeah, <laughs> I can think of one where where I had a field ed student when I was up in the Fort Wayne area, and he he was he was getting very weary, very worn out over his classes. He he just angst over uh, the fact that that. Uh, he wasn't getting enough A's. He was getting B's in his classes, but he wasn't getting enough A's. And he was starting to lose sleep over it. You said two words there that I think really hit it on the head. He was anxious and he was worn out. See, that's what weariness is in comparison to being tired. It's a gravitational pull down uh, to almost disaster. And that weariness is often something 
that does go unaddressed among many people. But you keep weary and you keep going. But what you don't realize, according to the author, is you're going down and what is slipping? Creativity. Excellent. Your innovation is slipping. Your integrity starts slipping. Weariness is not good. You have to deal with it. Well, uh, hey, I got, a, I got a Bible passage for you. Good. Ecclesiastes 1, verse 8 says, All things are wearisome. Man is able, not able to tell it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor is the ear filled with hearing. Is that part of wearisome? Oh, yes. In fact, the cure, he says, for weariness is to be replenished by what? Your spiritual insight to, uh, by the creator of all things who sustains the body, mind, spirit, and soul. Yes. And therefore, the way that you try to replenish someone who's weary, you go to Scripture and use the Word. You, you replenish yourself with God. So you do get your physical rest, but you also have to be connected with God. Because a lot of people, when they're weary and they're upset over their life, is because they don't trust the promises of God. And in not promising the pro promises of God, they become weary, as you were just saying forlorn and dejected. Uh, a psalm that I was, as I was in preparation that I took a look at was Psalm 77, which is, states, In the day of my trouble I sought the Lord. In the night my hand was stretched out with, without weariness. My soul refused to be comforted. He goes on and asks a whole series of questions, and his answer is found in the lightning of the world, the earth trembled and shook, and, a, and there wasn't a sea of parting, you know, the mighty waters. And he said, by the hand of Moses and Aaron. So he said, in the midst of all his troubles of, and weariness that's there, he, he, he is reminded of how God brought his people out of Egypt and took care of them. You could say that when they got to the Red Sea with the Egyptians right behind them, that they were not tired, they became weary because they right. thought they had no escape. So what did right. God do to take care of their weariness? Well, first he put uh, uh, was it a tornado of fire or something like that, a whirlwind that separated yes. him from... The, the Egyptians, and then uh, he, he parted the Red Sea and they walked through. Excellent. And in that way, they were really, shall we say, no longer upset because they were saved until they got to the other side. Then what happened? Yeah. What did they see? The waters came came through as the Egyptian army was going through the Red Sea, and they were grounded. 
But before that happened, they became weary again because they saw the Egyptians also going through the empty sea. Right. And I think that's something that we 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 forget about that God's people went through that and and why we we point people to the word is that uh, in the midst of our worries and troubles and things like that, we can see how God brought forth his people and how he will do the same for us uh, in the midst of what we face. Yes. Now, he does talk a little bit about when you're weary, you're out of balance. What does he mean by that? Well, I think we begin to be become anxious and and uh not connected with with uh with god i i look at it as uh we started looking for for other answers you know uh as i studied this i, I took a look at the world around us we've got the COVID pandemic going on we have the shortages of the baby formula and they're talking about we. I won't go into oil because I think that's more political. We're all, got famine. we're all going to what? Uh, political. Oh, then, yeah. Then, then there's famines that they're talking about, pestilence, wars, rumors of wars. There's the Ukraine war, you know. He, uh, he gives a list, therefore, of results of being imbalanced. We right. don't produce well. We don't do anything well. We don't relationship well. We don't innovate well. We don't create well. We do not connect well. And we don't do community well. And see, those are ways in which the individual Christian can recognize that they're imbalanced and it's not just being tired. So they need to go to the word of God. Would uh, Matthew 11 be, be one of the places we would send them? Let's see. Come unto me all who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. My yoke. Yep. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. No, that's an excellent verse you found, because it's talking specifically about this problem. But he doesn't say that that's the only problem we have. What's the second one that he mentions? Yeah, I found the second one very interesting as well, stagnation. Yeah. Uh, it's feeling stuck like uh, two weeks ago you were good, but now you're reading that you feel stuck. You don't feel like you can move forward being stuck unnaturally. Uh, the dictionary put, puts it in, in a different uh, different frame and, and says that uh, it's like a drain that's stuck and the water just, just sits there uh, stagnant, not moving. Yes, and... I can understand that. I've had a a number of hospital stays, and you know me, I love going around preaching and this kind of stuff. 
and then being stuck in a hospital or whatever, you do really feel stuck. <laughs> and the world is moving around you. That also occurred when my son died. Uh, he died in a motorcycle accident years ago. And I remember I had made arrangements for a funeral dinner at a favorite Chinese place we would go to. And I was driving on the way home and I was listening to KFUO. And it was the first time I had turned on KFUO since his death. And it was a Bible study. And you'll never guess what verse they were using. They were using his confirmation verse. Oh, wow. But of course, they did not know that. And so I'm listening to that. And I'm looking around at all the cars driving by and ahead of me and behind me. And I'm saying, uh, you folks, you are still moving, but you don't realize that for us, the world has stopped. And I think that's a yeah. feeling that Christians have sometimes. So, and, and another answer to that yes, is... Uh, it was KFU this morning just before we went on the air. Did you hear that moment of assurance? Yes, he was right on with what we were saying. Can you explain that a little further? Well, he was talking about how uh, we 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 seem down in in, in our lives, but uh, we're, he was reminded by the words of Paul, and, and I believe in Acts that we are more than yes. conquerors. We in Christ Jesus. Yes, it was a, a, a beautiful example of how you get over these problems of stagnation, weariness, etc. So in, under stagnation, the sun is setting, but it's setting surely. Things are moving. Uh, you take a moment right now, that's movement, he told the crowd. He said that where movement is missing, stagnation is happening and something is off. So that's why after the death of my son, I only waited about, oh, four or five days before I went back on the air. And uh, the first time I was on the air, I did a whole hour about his death. And then of course that Sunday, I preached the first time. It just so happened he died during Holy Week. So on um, Monday, Thursday, uh, Pastor Manteuffel did the service, but I did the liturgy, did not do the sermon. On Good Friday, I did the sermon, and then I did the Easter Sunday sermon, and that's how I moved back into what I needed to do. Well, yeah, and, and you know it's the same way with me that I've got... Uh, Parkinson's, and uh, every once in a while I feel like I'm going nowhere. And it's like, why me? Why am I the only one? And then I, I look at people that around me, uh, like uh, my uh, trainer for for Parkinson's, my therapist. Yes. He, he's got cancer, and then friends of mine have got all kinds of illness, and I'm going, it's just not about me. There's, there's other people as well. 
or have I ever done enough? I think that's part of our stagnation. You know, we get into is, did I make a difference with somebody? And then all of a sudden the Lord sends you somebody. In fact, I got a three-page letter once from a friend that said how much I made a difference in their life, and that was 40 years ago. And who's your best friend right now? My best friend, Jesus. No, I mean here on earth. Oh, my wife. Yeah, it's about time you mentioned your wife. (laughs) Can you imagine us going through these things without our wives? Oh, no, yeah. She's been my... uh, my rock through all of this. And her uh, name is? Let's see, Gretchen. You know, Gretchen. she's Lutheran. You got to remember her name. <laughs> you, you know, she's a Lutheran. Yeah, I know. Her and birthday is October 31st. You're kidding. Her birthday is on no. the day of the Reformation. Wow. Day of the Reformation. I call her my Reformation gal. Yeah. Well, that's what my wife Louise is also. And can you imagine us trying to get through these things without them? Oh man, they they become a source of balance and rock in our lives in many ways than we know. And that kind of leads us to the next problem he talks about, and that's lack of vision. Can you explain that a bit? Well, people start, you know, with their uh, new year with a passion for a vision of things they hope to accomplish. And they said the vision was clear and they were moving towards it, but many lose sight of their vision by the time March rolls around. Generally, we call that New Year's resolutions, you know. Well said. And... um... In your congregation, what kind of New Year's resolutions did people make that they were unable to keep? <laughs> well, anywhere from better use of their time to they're going to lose yes. so many pounds and or they were going to do business ventures, you name it. So your lack of vision, your inability to... Um, accomplish what you hoped can also be a sign of weariness. Yeah. Isn't there something like that in the, in the Bible where Jesus says, watch out for the plans that you lay and, and find out that you don't have enough to build a building? Well, that's really good, yes. Yeah, th- that's why the Bible is so good. The best book a person can have on the Bible, and you can buy it in any bookstore, is called Promises in the Bible. And all it is is promise after promise, and sometimes they're sectioned under certain things. So if you have a problem, you can look under that, and then you find these Bible verses, and they help you get through your problems. Yeah, I would agree. You know, another one that he talks about is jealousy. Can you explain that one? Well, jealousy is somebody who's out of balance. It's easy to be jealous and envious of other people, 
because you're not living in their environment and you think, boy, I wish I could have what they have. Uh, a lot of people feel that way about money. Boy, if I had more money, all my problems would be solved. But according to the Bible, you are affirmed in who you are. And who are you according to the Bible? The child of God through Christ. Yes. And it's always in Christ. Apart from that, you don't really have any hope. Well, you know, it really makes a lot of sense because when we pass on, just like the Egyptians found out, you know, they got their tombs filled with gold and all kinds of uh, housing utensils and things like that that they're going to take into the afterlife. And when we dig it up, we find that they're still there. That they they weren't able to use them. And it's the same way with to remember us. Uh, and when we pass on, we take with us uh, the best part, the spirit that God has granted to us. Yeah, you open the grave and nothing but a bones and anything else in there doesn't matter. Right. All right, there's a fifth one he talks about. What's that? That one is a decline in thought. And that one I I I kinda couldn't couldn't really see what they were talking about. Yeah, he said it's a bad sign when some people tend to think about the lowest possible interpretation of any given event. And he gives this example. Some people will take offense to any little thing that someone might say to them when a statement isn't intended to be perceived against them. So that's when you are in balance things start slowing down and you take statements from other people that really aren't meant personally against you, but you take them personally. Is that really uh, an imbalance or, or there? It's like we've said before, a matter of sin where the middle of the word sin is I, my Myself, I'm thinking of and not of others. Yes. Yeah, that would be a good example. So there's no doubt that there are plenty of books on time management, work-life balance, and those are needed. But we're still out of balance, and so obviously they are not the answer. What brings us back into balance are the promises of God that we will leave. And, and that's, that's one of the reasons we that's one of the reasons we go to church on Sunday morning to get back in balance. And it starts with the confession of sins and receive absolution. We we hear the word of God and if communion is offered that Sunday we receive the body and blood of Christ. All of those things bring us back into a, a balance with the, with our Lord and with one another. 
Yeah, that's a good example of coming into balance and a purpose of a worship service is to bring you back into balance. And that is done again because we feel out of balance because we're unable to follow the will of God. Well, what's part of the confession of sin that we have? Hi, a poor miserable sinner confessing to you all my sins and iniquities. And we sin by thought, word. Word indeed. See, a lot of Christians try and get around that imbalance by not thinking that sins of thought are really important. But when you have a thought sin, that always shows you're disobeying which commandment? First commandment. Yep. Every sin is a breaking of the first commandment. And what is and that first G- commandment? Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And really, isn't it what Jesus has also said, out of the heart proceeds all manner of evil, envy, you know, things of that nature. Yeah, he's making a point that in the new covenant, you can eat anything. So what makes you unclean is not what goes into you, but what comes out of your heart. Out of you. Right. Yes. And the necessity for us, to, as we confess our sins, is also to hear that God has forgiven us through Jesus Christ who died and upon the cross for us. I don't think anything is better to bring back balance than the forgiveness of sins, because what does that say to you? It says that uh, I'm worth, I'm more than a conqueror, and if I, that Christ right. is my Lord and my Savior, and he's given me a yoke that's easy to take because he took the, the burden for me. Yes. And all the heaviness on you is taken away. So, thanks very much for being back with me on my first one back after a little bit. Doing pretty good. And on tomorrow, we'll take a look at emails and other uh, topics that we might deal with. I'm Tom Baker, Wes Reimnitz. God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check out to Law & Gospel and mail to Law & Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.